Hello again. This is part two. Lego. And you expected to compete on the so on the same sort of good faith basis that uh, other people, other races are expected to be. I mean, like you don't you don't like your money that you have right now it's not it's, it's not just your money you probably like the 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 average black middle so-called middle class person doesn't have like money to save because you think you have to send some at home maybe you send three thousand bucks every month and you calculate that at the end of the year that's probably like forty two thousand um and for me, like, oh, I must qualify that number. I think it's 38. Uh, please, mathematicians, don't do your thing. But I think my, my, my thing has always been, like, the question of exist, but you have a wound, a historical wound that you're carrying that is not by your design. So even by the time that you even get to working, you get to a point where you're working, but you're feeding three, two families by yourself. And the world says, yeah, but people need to save. Like, it's important that people need to save. So at least my idea is that there's no such a thing, and I agree with you, there's no such a thing as a middle class in South Africa. I think we judge middle class by the ability to access debt and the ability to to, to go to taboo, to, to access products and services that are otherwise not available to. But man, like I, I don't know. I, I, I just resent that. Like I resent that no one says, of course government is not doing the things that it should do. Mm. You are then faced with a very difficult question of, do I buy myself a Mercedes Benz? Which by the way, maybe you can afford based on your income childless or all these things and maybe you can afford to go by yourself the things that you want to buy but you can't because what is success to you without the people without your people and i and, and i feel like given how the conversation goes about uh black tax that it's always so nuanced about like it's a it's a thing that you you can do, you can't do, and all these things. And, and, and I always feel like there's like little regard to historical circumstances and the circumstances that are brought on by like our government, you know, but the fact that like, I mean, I think you would know, like we have many, many relatives who didn't get that 350 grand. And even if they got it, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, it's it's neither here nor there. It's um, it's come on, three fifty. We drink that thing in one hour. We, we can drink the <laughs> thing in one hour. Wait, wait, I, I think this thing will kick us out, eh? Hey? Uh, this capitalist of Zoom. No, it's yeah. fine. Let them, let them <laughs> kick them out. Uh, they kick us out. I think we must be resilient. If they kick us out, we'll. Uh, but there's a caveat to the listeners already that um, we might be kicked out, and then we'll we'll rejoin the session again. But so yeah, so I don't know what you. But think. what you're saying is so important, dog. And Kunendo, oh, Romchita, Uchipi, the actor that everyone knows as 
I never thought I'd listen to GP for logic surrounding black text, man. But the other day, Utu GP, when it's something that I've really asked myself after listening to him, Utu GP, um, this black text thing, you know, between um, air quotes, is something that we might have to look at, not necessarily with the eye we're giving it, in the sense that, number one, um, they had to, um, Abo GP, the generation that started working probably what, before us, I just want to say maybe our fathers and okay, our fathers are a bad example because they are almost non-existent, but <laughs> the people that, <laughs> it's a bad example, but uh, the people before us, man, Uti, their parents were like domestic workers and genuinely unemployed, right? Of course, a lot of our parents are still that way. But Uti, at some point, the people who got you where you are, they struggled to get you where you are. This or Pesaris, whatever the case may be. And they, 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 they have to now try and on this journey that you are going forward, because he's speaking about building generational wealth. Uti, we won't be able to build generational wealth if we are still, um, I support my mother, even though my mother could get me to school. So theoretically, my mother should be able to support herself, theoretically. We know she can't, it was hard, we, we were eating scraps at home, I know all of those nuances, which are completely true. But how then will we ever build generational wealth if the minute you start working, you have to send money at home. You have to try and get a house because we are landless. And issues, black people in Johannesburg, you have to get a house or rent. It's different for white people. They can still stay at home and they're saving a lot. For instance, if you give a black person 20K and a white person 20K, a white person can at least start saving 20, 10,000 from the first day they start working. Most of the time they don't move out at home. So their lunch at work is sorted. I think it's precisely ca- what I'm saying about like the well, fact that you the money that you, you you send back at home or that you do to renovate home, if you annualize that amount, um, you 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 realize that it's it's almost impossible, right? Like it's it's crazy. Like it's 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 like how much would insane. you be if like you didn't send that money at home? I mean, it's the average yeah. this thing that you're saying, like it's the average money that people save, but you are expected to send back at home. So I, I completely agree with you on that. And I think uh, I think a lot of us can agree that at a very minimum, you, you spend 4K on your family per month. I think that's a good round figure because that came after you maybe. Sure, some people are born into families where they're the only one, but that's very rare. But I think 4K is a, is a figure we can probably want to agree on Uti towards month end, what my mom or dad asked for, beginning of the month, in between the month, and how much I sent for it closer. And these um, emergencies they have, because also our parents don't really know how to handle money, which is not really their fault. It was, they've always had pennies to work with. If we can't handle money at our age with what seems more, then, you know, it's 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 bound to happen but now it's such a huge contradiction and i won't lie lender reason gp had me thinking Uti. for instance i'll give you an example um last year i bought a beam 
um, BMW 2 Series, it's been my dream car. Um, a BMW Coupe, it's been a dream car of mine for at least seven years, motivating me through vids, motivating me to get out of home, um, get a job, whatever you get. So eventually I got to a point where I was like, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm buying this for myself. And I felt underwhelmed about six months later and actually sold it because something triggered me. And this is where now a lot of black people are guilty. The minute I bought my Beamer, there are circles, circles of black people who invest, black people who meet successful black people, black people who talk about money. There are circles that that car started getting me into. Before, when I was MK using the taxis, MK who doesn't wear Gucci, MK just normal MK, these niggas never even thought of asking me, so dog, how are you paying for your car? Are you, do you have property? What's, what's your story? Do you buy shares, you know? And I think a lot of black people are really guilty of that. And we need to also look at that in terms of then the generational wealth. But how it ties to black tax is the minute I got into the circle of, I want to say elite blacks, there are obviously more elite blacks than the ones I've met. But once I got into that circle, I realized, oh, damn, man. I'm, I'm out here playing myself. These these oaks, these oaks, these oaks don't even don't even have to send money at home. This one's telling me you went to a private school fully funded for by your parents. This one out here, you buy you renting an apartment of your choice. Of your choice. You didn't have to look at this is how much I'm budgeting for my apartment first, you know. And that's where now I also have to ask you, Uti, is is GP being sensational, Uti? We'll never build generational wealth so long as if if now my kid, let me take me as an example. If my kid would have to support me the day he works, the time I'm going to struggle to get my kid to school. I'm going to struggle, obviously. And I mean, if my kid has to go to vet and I didn't get a, 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 a bursary, even if I'm making 50K by the time, these schools are fucking expensive. By then, vets might even be 300,000 if it was 150,000 per year for me. I want the best in the world for my child. So my child has to go to private fucking schools as well. My child has to dress a certain way and they start picking up obviously these hobbies because they're amongst white people. Now Sningning, my boy or girl wants to play hockey. These sports are actually expensive. Cricket bat, cricket bat I think is like 3.5. Now my boy has ambitions of being a batsman and I, I want to be a supportive father. But before you know it, to raise my kids, I've done what my parents did. My parents would borrow money from the neighbors. I'm borrowing money from the bank with interest. My parents would have to sometimes sacrifice what we eat. For me, even if it's it's unusual, because now these people have grown up eating pizzas or whatever, but we're sacrificing food. And then structurally, you look at this thing, you're like, structurally, by the time I retire, I've invested so much into my kids, they might have to end up supporting my life. And it begs the question, Will we then ever have make cases that will become billionaires? Is 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 this? But I think you text? know the, the the conversation is like nuanced against the other consideration to say that in as much as we aspire for wealth, there's then the pressure to at least bridge the gap between the lifestyles that we lead and the const. Because it's not like we're sending money back at home for fun. It's like people depend for this thing like if you don't send it back at home they're gonna fucking die like 
literally there's nothing like like literally. like like there's, there's nothing dog like so are you sure you want to do this like are you sure you want to <laughs> spend this money here dog cuz like as long as if these guys are out here, they wanna go to they wanna go to Mauritius or some shit like that. Nah, like it's it's a real thing, and 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 for me, it feels like being a black male, uh, successful, uh, successful, uh, relatively so. Um, there's no space for you to actually like try to ask you dif- yourself difficult questions about dog. Like, what makes you happy? Like <laughs> what? Do you know that fucking go to a holiday? And and like and, and and for me it's like a growing trend. Like it's like you have to balance against the thoughts and the conversations that people have to say that oh well it's your duty. Uh, you have to do this. Uh, how are you successful uh, without taking everyone else um, with you? And then my, my like my immediate thought is like, what about you, man? Like, what do you want? Like with all the success, this this thing like and you know like i i nuance it against the conversation and like i had a, a chat with like um my first boss when i started working and he said to me you know as black people we struggle with the question of excellence like excelling because what is the excellence without the context of poverty without the context of I mean, you and me, we came to vets, I'm sure it was the first time, you know, you had taught by a white person, the people with mm-hmm. iPads and the people that, I mean, statistically, uh, students who come from better off circumstances do well than the rest of us mm-hmm. from townships and villages, right? I've worked in, in, in the SRC offices, I've helped kids who want to get readmitted to the university because of um, uh, the, the academic exclusion criteria and whatnot. And, and, and for me, it's like, 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 why, like at some point, like even if you survive it and you go to a high performing team at a bank or whatever firm, like, like what is excellence like how and and is it possible for us to redefine excellence in a manner that is not nuanced by poverty for us to excel because it's like for the sake of excelling like 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 you do your work excellently and diligently so because like for the sake of it i mean and and especially without breaching our ambition yeah, it was like breaching it. Yeah, and you know one thing that I've always like noticed, like you look at all like the CEOs of the big firms, like they are they are very good people. They come from very good like backgrounds. Like in the eighties, someone was going to Michael House, uh, mm. uh, Saint What What Inanda, and then you're like, hey, man, it was a party. <laughs> Oh, oh, how the hell? <laughs> yeah. How the hell? How the hell? Let's be honest for like, let's be honest for a minute. Like, uh, but like, it, it, for me, at the very least, it seems like okay. So maybe just to round off my questions, um, are we able to define what excellence is outside? Because, I mean, 
now you're no longer trying to fight poverty you're working and the, the the standard is not one that is uh, suitable to you as a black kid that came from a very tough neighborhood and now uh you're put against like private school people like and then you're given the mandate excel and for me it seems like the world wants a specific black person to excel like a black person that is not very very aware of what's happening in the world and what's happening in the country and you know like especially in corporate they climb no they no climb. no no one cares that your taxi was late like no one cares that like you yeah. have to stand long hours in a taxi you can't buy a car because from the little that you get it must be shared it must be shared again uh, to to people that uh, morally at least you owe a debt to so then let's me to this question what is excellence and as black people can we truly 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 excel like black people from nowhere like uh, on a fair basis like we're here asambin but now i have to take a take so i'm going to come to work and and on top of that i think to make things worse um you you also conscious of black like you black conscious so there's a certain way that you know when you're being dealt with because of racism because of classism and to these privileged blacks they don't have those barriers in the workplace where they even struggle to interact with the white boss and therefore because they even have a relationship with the white boss they are more likely to even get better bonuses better jobs as compared to you because now when you you fortunately or unfortunately you read Steve Bigot you can tell man like this guy is not now this guy number one is undermining me <laughs> you know this guy is being an ignorant white person you know and it becomes it, it starts compounding and compounding and compounding up to a point where you see shit even to succeed here at work i might even have to change the way i speak I might have to start laughing at jokes that i don't find funny i have to start talking about do you want to do golf this weekend i can't afford to do this golf thing i have to wear five different suits in in a week then i must have two at least two weeks worth of suits so that no one picks up that hey i wore the same shirt on monday and wednesday you know i'm always doing laundry to make sure i look decent at work you know so i, I think lendo show is actually so intrinsic very intrinsic because funny enough just now 10 minutes 10 minutes before the call before our call um i was with a friend of mine having this very same discussion and i'm like dude um i'm not looking down on anyone right um i i i'm glad nelson mandela and the likes did what they could but nelson mandela could go to a university of fortet because he grew up in this um chief tenancy for lack of a better description of that situation um we can place petrus mutsepe today but i think back in the day petrus mutsepe went to vets or university of swaziland whatever the case may be um titongoeni like all these people and even these black ceos you know you you vets is is a prestigious thing today back then even if they were the first black graduates it set them up properly because from the time these these new policies could kick in this rainbow nation or this democracy could kick in they were first in line 
to get these benefits. And then those of us who our parents could only access the nearest college or whatever the case may be. Yeah, when first our of parents all, were useless. <laughs> when I was at that in 94. Yeah, well, the best part, when I, 94, 98, 90, the best time. Worst, been, worst thing, they didn't even have ambition, Shem. You would have been black and have a degree. Man. You could do many, anything. many, many goddamn things. Anything. anything. And I think the worst thing is exposure, right? I mean, I'm from Eastern Cape. I can tell you now, when my parents came to Joburg from my graduation, I could tell um, there was a huge amount of exposure these people have never had. For instance, my father now walked around, I think the entire um, East Campus. I just walked around, just walking around, looking at the buildings, looking at the structures. Is this the library? You know, and that's all he asked for. Please, can we just walk around and see the place? When I was there in the moment, I thought, okay, yeah, this is the library, whatnot. As now, as I'm speaking to you, I realized that even if my dad was went to a decent school, if he was in the Eastern Cape, where would he get the ambition of being a graduate when he's never even seen a three-story building? Where was he going to get just that ambition of, okay, I'm a teacher in my hood. This is, for them, it had to be good enough. You get what I'm saying? It had yeah, to. And, and then for some people, it's like, that's the normal thing. And I always say, you know, the worst time in my life was at Vets. And the worst time of my life, and it's so unfortunate because that's where normally you should have like self-actualization in that process right like it was the first time i realized that i'm poor and i have structure and i have and i have structural and i have structural problems at home and like imagine someone someone could get into a problem real quick call their dad dad we're here at this place when they were in a problem we have nothing and you realize you can't do that like besides besides whether or not your father is present or your parent is present and 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 whatnot i think this for me was sort of like an awakening of like coming to a space i mean in the townships i always say all of us are poor all of us we don't know who our dads are if we don't know if we do know they don't give a fuck man like you're not the only one if you think you're the only one man, i always hear niggas like on on Twitter, I didn't know my dad. Like, it's not exceptional in this country to say you grew up from poverty. Dad. Like, everyone is fucking poor. Dad. Like, everyone is like very, very poor. And like, and then you come to places like Fitz, man. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a culture shock. Your, like, your classmate is driving the latest two series. I can take your girlfriend Muna, before you even drink <laughs> because when. I, well, I mean, you know, the only thing you have is Karl Marx and uh, Vladimir Lenin and Joseph Stalin. That's the only thing. That's your very uh, proposition. But I think, like, even besides our appearance, we too, like, we come to Vitz, we don't know, like, what's, like, what's, what's, what's happening here? Like, like, and, and, and precisely, and, and that's where I, I, I guess I want to lead the conversation to, towards 
understanding like because i think like for many of us like that's where our first political education takes place our self mm. self actualization process takes place that you realize that no but my problems are not that i'm not doing enough in the world is that there's a system that is that is in place that is capitalism that's classism or whatever ism that you can think of that is oppressing me and you realize when that like these spaces don't have a place for you like as as somebody who comes from somewhere i mean you come there the first thing that you realize don't know how to operate a computer the first time mm. i mean classmates are sitting there in front they're asking questions um serious serious questions you have to unnecessarily repeat courses and you know like i always say i repeated subjects at wits not because i didn't get them but like first and foremost i didn't get the english like i didn't get the english that was in my textbooks like it's plain and simple for everybody to read it's there but i like it doesn't resonate with me i don't know what this thing means and i think it was the first time then you enter into like political discourses and now you realize that no i'm not the only one here I mean, there's this but 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 i think like the the plight of our parents mirrors in a very tragic way our plight currently to say that we don't fit in mk you know like we 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 have to speak even now in our adult that spaces as as old as we are we still have to go to spaces where you know that no 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 if i go to this club and i have to speak in a certain way i can't use my aggressive english you can't have your hair out and play like dog like it 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 really feels to me that i don't fit in like i don't think i fit in anywhere right like i uh i i i don't know what's and i'm still trying to figure out what my identity is in like really to, to create we don't even have the the time or the the luxury to create our own spaces for me i think that's the worst part we we can't create our own spaces we can't we can't now have a tavern in certain where where you know mickey's was a place where comrades meet we can't love we can't. absolutely love mickey's that was our place you know <laughs> love that, was that our place. place even now when i go there i i i can feel spiritually that damn man you know i could sit here drink this black label with you people and sing like songs until the morning this is the most happiness i'm going to have for the next two weeks and now for us even if we put our money together can we even open a shipping and center where we go for lunch and sing tribal songs without it affecting our careers they're going to say yeah no this one really hey, I, I, ooh, 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 mk I, we just don't think he aligns to the to the to the values of the company the only truth is mk is conscious of 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 his political surroundings how does that connect with the company optimizing shareholder value you ask this guy to sit behind the desk and produce a b c and d he can what is this what is this exaggeration of appearance you know these are the things that bother me in south africa appearance um status and it's it's getting to a point where we now have to do ridiculous things on a human level you know for instance when i see and and i really hope this doesn't come across as a breach of um 
a woman's autonomy or a breach of feminism or but for me it's sort of got into a place where we even see our own colleagues find themselves having to be in relationships with niggas that will support their financial um soft life because failure that's where we are where i'm a lawyer a very successful lawyer but at the same time i want to have soft life and yeah i indoor that must provide and i don't even blame those and i don't even blame those (laughs) because i i I think that's how the world the world should be that's how it needs to treat you like you have to absolutely have soft life like it's what you call in the american constitution they call it what the pursuit of happiness you 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 have to be happy and 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 for me it feels like these comrades who say that you want someone else to sponsor your lifestyle, I think that conversation is like neither here nor there because what they want mirrors uh, what we all want uh, as black people at least to say. Yeah, it's just they are lucky enough to have the tools. Yeah, yeah I know they have we, the tools as comrades. Yeah, well, <laughs> ah, they, have tools. they are lucky yeah. enough to have the tools. Yeah, I know they have tools and they are very articulate in their demands. You know, we drink and we think our demands are going to be met, but <laughs> I, those ones, man, they actively go out to realize their 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 their, their demands. But I, I, I think in, 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 in also what you said, another thing that I've always found very strange in this country, at least, is that there's like this like sort of consensus that if you replace people like with or you replace the 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 institutional heads of places with black figures with black people like look i i don't have a problem she'll probably be on the podcast if she agrees Uh, shout out if she's listening man shit but you know like it's like we 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 like i look at like even i think it was in 2019 or 2018 where the ceo of old mutual uh was fired and people were there and i saying as black people we need to rally behind this and i'm like you know what i think as a scholar maybe you might you might relate because i know that you have maybe thoughts on this but like you you're like okay we're black but we're also workers right like and this fellow has never done anything anything for for workers so is our resistance to whiteness the institution that is whiteness that is uh, only so far as any board will take anybody that is that is that is black and we'll put them there and it's and and i think also it puts these these comments in a difficult question of how do you for example if you're in a firm how do you deliver shareholder value how do you deliver growth of the company to to the stockholders at the same time ensure ensure transformation when the whole business is untransformed when there's no transformation agenda when the whole what you call bottom line of the business about profit pro- profitability nothing else if you happen to hire more blacks kudos for you but like it's like yeah. but in the may you look at it you're like these ones who are even at the top they don't have that notch to say i have a transformation agenda like there's something that i'm trying to do like it's like 
we place these people you know, for the for the fuck of it, mm-hmm. like for the for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. To say, ah, um, you know, we need somebody who's black. And I, look, I don't want to lie. I have, I have huge resentment for the establishment black people who who play golf, who are from Saint Inanda or something there, you know, and. Then the question for the rest of us is that actually it looks like for us to get forward needs to it looks like we have to be palatable blacks, blacks that know how to behave. Yeah, like yeah, blacks who know how to behave, who know how to speak the right language. Uh, you know, a colleague of mine used to tell me that you know in this in this uh, corporate business as a black person you must know which nut to rub. Uh, really, you must know your 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 employers to that extent that you know that um there's 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 absolutely nothing that you won't do for you to get forward and it's like we're put in this red race of saying get forward and then there's the likes of you and me who say but we haven't brought any systemic change at least and i feel like in the same sense that we are black scholars i i don't even want to call myself a scholar let's say we're black hooligans and uh at the and, same and time cosmic, cosmic hobos that's yeah our that's cosmic really hobos yeah. Man, come on yeah. and how do we like i i like it always like gets me man. like i mean what's that law and then like like how do you expect them to 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 exist in a world that expects them to deliver results that are set by these people and at the same time we have to assimilate uh, and whilst we're doing that we also have to be transform uh, transformation uh, champions i don't know what do you think about that look i'll be honest firstly i think one i've never been for this whole i remember with zeplon's appointment it was between him and there was this other indian lady man um i forget her name um but when that came up i said i'm actually for this lady more than zeplon because at this if you've worked i really forget her name now if you've worked in these structures of trying to get people access to education she's been more vocal and she's been at least more sympathetic towards students this guy you guys are saying he's black i'll always subscribe to the big definition of blackness that blackness is a state of mind why are you saying this guy is black i see a non-white i just see a non-white i've never heard this guy speak about any of our problems or at the very least even hear him say Precisely. i mean i've never heard zeppelin say a goddamn thing that is useful like and there are many things that you can <laughs> say about the world there are many things you can speak about the sky the earth the way oh. i mean tabumbeki did i'm an african which was an obscure speech but he said something but yeah one of this fellow yes i have never ah. in my life heard him say oh. anything that matters one or sub subservient to that anything that is useful yeah and then especially for black people because vele vele you you are always gambling when you are becoming when you are trying to chase success um in black terms so you are gambling if you are trying to chase success and you don't comb your hair as a stupid example 
you are you are gambling. People very very immediately they they see some dreadlock guy, you know, which is why I had to even cut my hair. I learned that very quickly during interviews. Now we have a position where, for instance, Mamkhedi, I also love Mamkhedi mainly because her story is one that aligns with a lot of us. But with her being the vice chancellor of UCT, I don't expect her to do um, anything that would give access to black students beyond the means the university would allow her to. I don't expect her to now speak. I mean, once it's a free education protest, uh, I, I genuinely don't expect her, for instance, to walk out and first start by saying, Aman. I think the most she could give anyone is what have been did, which maybe for popularity, whatever the case may be, we could speak to Habib in a political sphere, you know. I think that's the most. And I've, I'll never, I'll never, same thing with Abu Musimaimani. I think all of these people that succeed of being non-white are more dangerous to us because they then build an entire society and community of people that are, are entrenched in the belief that for you to make money as a black person in South Africa, you have to dress a certain way, speak a certain way, align with white people in a certain way. And I think eventually all that we ever have is, is a bunch of people living in Midland with no souls except for weekends. Because you spend most of your time at work, in all honesty, in between the traveling, eating, shitting, most of your time is spent at work five days a week. And that will become so dangerous that even my kids, as much as I would wish my child would have a, a backbone that is entrenched in blackness, how the hell will he do that if the first thing I'm going to do is take him to a private school? And the first thing he has to do to fit into that private school is, is, is learn how to interact with his friend, Kyle, who when he says, my name is Sia Bonga, Kyle wants to call him Sia. And the first, the first reality that will hit my boy is, oh snap, all these guys don't actually want to pronounce my full name, which immediately takes away from the identity. Day one. Day one of stepping out into the world from my mother's nest. Precisely. You know, Precisely. And I think... Day one. You know, white people have, uh, as an institutional... You know, someone said to me, um, a friend of mine, Sepulite, said to me, you know, People that are in the ruling class don't need to organize and conspire against mm. the marginalized classes, right? Like they just need to be. And mm. this thing that you are saying makes me think about like how, you know, like I was driving a trolley at some supermarket and like, and I realized like unconsciously, like I gave way to some white lady dog. And then like immediately, like I stopped for like a good 10 minutes, like to think, because I realized that like all my life, I've had to give way all my life. And it doesn't matter whether or not they're good white people, non-racist whites or whatever have you, or they're racist whites, it doesn't matter, but they have the luxury of being and ignore like we are negligible like we mm. like you you don't have to think about like the struggles of black people the struggles of other people and you know what you're saying makes me think that you know in as much as we're not asking for dignity asking for all nice things we're fine i mean in as much as 
the Hretis of this world, the Zeblons and whatever, the standard will always be the same. The standard will always be make Vitz University a world-class institution because whites won't have to give anything. They, mm-hmm. they're, an, they're an authority figure. They're a licensing figure that can license that. You know, like I was even thinking about uh, transformation uh, and maybe you can have some thoughts on that. Like, if you think about transformation, we've never asked whites to give anything or white people to give anything we've rather always ask them to accommodate us to make space to make space for that and for me and also rely on the experience i've just told you it, it it really just feels like you know we 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 are at a state where we, we they can I adhere to the whole transformation agenda without giving it because we've never asked them to give up anything. We've never asked them to do anything that is outside their nature. We've we've just asked them to coexist with us. We you think about transformation now. There's no penalty for you to be non-white, right? Like there's I mean mm. to be to be to be to be non-racist. There's no penalty for that. Like you can be racist and be very successful in this country. You can I mean, a lot of businesses, that's why they don't transform. They just prefer to pay that fee at the end of the year, the financial year to say, we didn't transform, yes, 80 million shops, sorry, we move forward. But I, I feel like we've not made our case for, 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 for right of being. Like we've always just said, we are happy with transformation that is given to us by white people that they define how far they can go and if they are not happy with uh, what we demand of them to transform they're not going to do it and unfortunately there's nothing that we can do they lose nothing by being by being racist by being non-transformative by being sexist They've never who they asked them to apologize, like just for that thing. Like who, okay, who asked them? I mean, no, I'm with you, dog. And I think that like the rest of us blacks, we have to exist in in their spaces. We feel like we have to always apologize, always make way for them to make their lives pleasant. But I don't think there's anyone who's ever said that besides apologizing how do we then ensure that we, we we become african as white people we 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 are one with these people i i don't know man like i i just think like the job that is given to zeblon i mean i personally i don't like the guy because i genuinely don't like people that don't say anything they are just yeah, <laughs> they are just uh, there Muna, so that they can at be least play that game stuff. Yeah, like just say, Muna, these kids will, don't comb their hair, they are mad. I, I can yeah. work with them. But someone you don't know where they stand. But I, are we unfair for asking these people to sort of be revolutionary, to be transformative in their outlook while? The establishment is not being asked anything. We're not asking the establishment to do anything. And I think that's where we are also guilty. 
where we must also take accountability in the sense that we are also disorganized as I don't want to really call us the radical left now because I think this is more of a fight for existence, not necessarily something that can be categorized politically that we are communists or socialists or egoists. But we are honestly at a point in time where three decades into democracy, almost three decades into democracy, we are literally at back at square one. And all the false hope people are sold you just you can see we're talking fuck. We are almost three decades into this thing, and we still have to fight the same struggles. And for me, that's where I think even us now we must start asking ourselves these questions. That about that one, how does he find it so easy and convenient to do this? And for me, it will always be a question of I understand it's a contradiction that why must it always be the marginalized ones fighting? I understand that contradiction, but at the same time, it's like we are here. We can quote Fanon as long as we want about generational missions. But to to what extent am I sacrificing the very little livelihood that I have today to say after school, I'm still maybe, I mean, sorry, after work, as an example, I'm still going to go to the, the nearest branch meeting in my world of the ANC or of the EFF or of whatever movement I still believe represents Black people? Or how are we still organizing ourselves as so-called um, thinkers to say, okay, guys, we've had a shit day at work, but, but how, how, how then do we still continue to, to mobilize each other now where the stakes are a lot higher, the battles are a lot bigger now, you know? It's no longer we're at the green benches, we can shut down the university, and we most probably won't get arrested after fighting with police. But and I think you, you you touch on a very, very brilliant, brilliant, brilliant point. I mean, if you think about it, when we fought Fismas Fall, it wasn't people in the townships and the villages that were there saying that we don't have access. Imagine it was us who have access already. Yes, what in in in, in Fismas Fall, and then you have all the labor unions say, "I know you people are crazy. This thing is not going to happen." But they have kids, man. They have kids who want to get to university. And I think you touch on a very brilliant and somewhat painful point of mobilization because i think even the mobilization that we must do has to take into account the different facets of black people because mm. mm. for instance i mean if you listen or follow like a kaya's for instance i think i think i think we are lucky to have someone like kaya's in our current um era because even if he won't be like you and i saying Black people are marginalized or this or that. He he invests his time in the in the research and the structural problems and says, guys, these are the structural problems. And of course, the end product will always be the marginalization of black people. You know, that's just the way this kind has been built and set up. So now I'm I'm genuinely at a point where I remember. I mean, when these kids were protesting beginning of the year, um, now for for um just just something smaller than what we used to fight for less financial exclusion and that's why i saw that the universities also become a lot more brutal because there were a lot more concessions that used to be made back in the day on financial exclusion but i remember thinking to myself that the only thing i can do with all my hard work 
is support these people from Twitter or from WhatsApp. And even if I go there physically to protest, what 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 value will that have? You know, what it showed me is that they should fight their student battles. But by the time they cross over to the the working class side of the world, there is there is a, a ground we have not set at all. And I think we must be honest with each other. Even if I mean, dude, let's put together like a writing piece. Then I don't know, like something where we actually deliberately invest the time to say economically not only is the unemployment rate going up not these lily things of corruption it, it really upsets me but structurally and when if we want to challenge these companies and say you guys are not transformed where we can actually put together research and say mate you guys are not transformed and eventually it's going to work against you i, I think that's the one thing i love that's 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 brilliant MK. that's 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 no. very 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 brilliant but you know like i've always thought touching on what you you're saying I've always thought like, and and I think you commented on my status on Twitter when I said, you know, in my, at least it has been my experience that the people who lead these things, Fismas Fall and whatnot, are people that don't themselves have anything to lose materially. Lose. You know, we have always, I remember being in an in a in an office with Tawana uh, at one instance, <laughs> and uh, I was accused of defaming someone on Twitter as a result of his mass fall. And you know, it, it gave me an impression of um, how, as poor black people, we have to navigate even our participation in the revolution or whatever mutiny that nice. we have to do. Nice that our material conditions dictate uh, how we participate in these things because your participation in them is informed by the fact that you're black, you're poor and you're marginalized and your withdrawal is particularly also uh, informed by the fact that you're black, you're poor and you're marginalized because by the time that we get to work at working rather and i mean i think you and me share like the same sort of trajectory you know like uh radicals crazy thoughts and you get to work and then you're like ah but the world doesn't look like that i have rent to pay i have yeah like we're, we're, we're protesting but we're we're living in 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 apartments that are funded by the state we're protesting the state right so if the state's <laughs> the, the state that gets to a word it says Ah, uh, no, Lida, thank you. Uh, <laughs> by the way, let's look at your academic record. You haven't been doing that well. In fact, what? Uh, you, you, you must leave. So I, it's like, you know, when I said the same, people thought I was saying that rich people lead these things are dishonest. I don't think they're dishonest. I think they aren't. Uh, I think there's an element of dishonesty, of course, because most of them kind of abdicate their privilege and most of them, I mean, for example, without mentioning names, there were many, many people that were shot, some lost their faces and shit, people arrested and whatever. There are people that weren't, truly mm. and honest, there are people that weren't, there are people that were able to converse ideas with Habib then, 11th office and same time make me write this exam in uh, two weeks time and i can't write it next week no, it's i grew you are seeing we're protesting you what what, what what must i fucking abandon the part i mean the the protest <laughs> what do you want me to do right like and then <laughs> this, 
there's the rest of us and i and you know like i shared my story about like in fismas 4 man like that thing was crazy the following year 2016 uh dude like i was homeless i was sleeping in the src office um i think you know in tlantla matungwana gave me uh, no. back i was sleeping in offices with that shit uh and that thing made me realize and and, and still today i don't have answers for it but it, it feels like we participated in that thing and the people who who bore the real scars of that thing are us like oh, the, the, like it's it's us again who have nothing and uh, people that are vulnerable to being cornered. i mean if like i'm saying that now i was cornered by bo tawana for, for for something that really was neither here nor the end if i had a competent lawyer i probably would have challenged that thing but i was you know corner to say something that's completely unrelated to business role in the sense of stop participating we're going to kick you out no but it was something that i said they said it was malicious and defamatory and i need to withdraw blah blah blah, blah, blah. but that experience then made me realize that i mean as poor people mentioned now in cape now you're with a beep he corners you in an office and he says emran if you don't stop this thing now I'm going to kick you out. And you have no recourse. No recourse do you have. I don't know what you think of that. Fish dog. It's, it's, uh, and it's something that I've thought of as well, to say that it's scary because on the one hand, um, when I think about it, it's ultimately, I think we'll all be led by the most dangerous person in the world. And the most dangerous person in the world is the one with nothing to lose, right? But I've also come to realize that, hey, but these comrades, eventually they screw us over because, hey, Muna, these people don't have, you know, for instance, now, I think we are also psychologically just messed up in the sense that you, you've absorbed so much consciousness. It, it becomes a barrier for you to step into the world that their parents or whoever else has already succeeded in, which cushions them. You know, so now, how the hell am I supposed to now still be a better black? How the hell now am I, 26 years of age, supposed to still know um, that I'm being dealt with here systematically off the basis of my color background? Overlook that and laugh at these jokes. And another thing is, so long as you aren't poor, the demands that you will craft in the big rooms will never be for the poor. It will be a representation of what poor people need, for instance. For instance, the question of fees must fall posed a huge question that was fee increments versus free education. And that's where these guys from Abu TUT said to us, you guys are coming from these, um, do they call them Ivy League universities now? But you guys are coming from these yeah, Ivy, yeah, League Ivy League you know, from this <laughs> Ivy League nigga. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you saw it became chaotic. They're like, you guys are coming from these Ivy League universities of yours. You are here talking about fee increment. We can't afford registration. Maybe you can. We can't afford fees. Maybe you can afford fees, not a fee increment. We came here for free education. And, and the chaos I saw at Union Buildings for me was like, Glenn, Glenn, I'm standing on the wrong side of this because on the one hand, 
I have to be defensive because I came here with my Vince Comrades. But my Vince Comrades, yeah, in all honesty, I can't afford fees. I'm a Vince because of a person. These guys are right. Why are we protesting for fee increments? And when, when now the space got to a point where we're now talking about full education, I think you could actually genuinely tell that the articulation of the demands, the conduct, let's leave, okay, there was a leadership crisis perhaps as well, but you could tell that no one has actually gotten to a point where they strategically ask themselves, how are we going to maneuver into free education? Because I mean, you know, the FMF protest in 2016 was, was bad. We had a good two weeks to, to, to gather ourselves. What's the solution? Uh, where are we going? Hey, Ungula, it's still there. I'm so here. I can hear you. I can hear you. The audio is a bit fucked up, but I can still hear you. Hey, Ungula. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It froze on my side. Where now? I could tell that, damn, I don't think anyone was prepared to represent the poor. <laughs> you know, I could tell no one, no one was, was prepared to, to bring down all these structures of white supremacy. So it's like if one day we push this transformation agenda, and this is where it's gotten us, that we've got black CEOs. But you can tell these black CEOs have never been prepared to push a transformation agenda. They've never been prepared to say, we think in shareholder value, we must incorporate free education to enhance the company's the company's image. We think, for instance, I saw, um, what does that guy Lassiz where they were fundraising a million on Twitter, and then Sim Chabalala said, we will match your million. You know? I fucking hated then, that shit. I fucking hated it, man. <laughs> you know, it was a very dishonest thing. I know what you're saying, because in my head, I was like, surely we are at a point where COVID has also taught us that shareholder value has to be expanded to societal participation. Surely we we have we see that everyone is vulnerable. You could be rich owning a restaurant, but you are vulnerable to the pandemic hit you and now your business is closed. So so if we are all vulnerable, then surely we should try to at least distribute the wealth so that even if a pandemic hits us, there are people who can still come to a restaurant because it's it's not a select few that afford to go to Tasha's. It's not, it's not only people who work in Sentinel that can afford to go to Tasha's. Anyone can afford to go to Tasha's. Yeah, so yeah. when it hits level one, even people people are able to drive from Soweto and hit Tasha's in Sentinel, you know. So I, I'm genuinely there where it's like, firstly, I think we are screwed. Us, I think we are screwed because I think the only hope is, but, but I'm also scared that we'll also lose ourselves. Because I think tactically and strategically, People like you and me Guru, must just reconcile with the fact that we'll have to play their game to try and succeed. And the and worst thing is that we have to I'm... play their game and we have to beat them at it. We have to beat them at it. And now where it is, behind we do. For instance, I don't think the politicians in South Africa ever imagined themselves stealing from the country. I don't think Sholos ever imagined Nkandla would still have no water when he's a president. But I think eventually when you get to that level, you've, 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 you've had to make so many relationships. You've had to detach yourself from yourself so much that by the time you get there, you, you, you can't ever imagine. I mean, you can't ever represent what it is that you initially started fighting for. And this is where now I am scared that 
So let's say we we fight, we become these guys now. You know, we learn how to play golf. You know, we we purify our English. You know, we 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 now learn also these interactions. You know, we follow these sports. I'm like rowing, surfing. You know, we become cool and we interact with these guys. Twenty years from now, when they make you a black CEO, after all of these social interactions, and your actions are always going to be a an end product of your thoughts. Eventually, would you still then say when you're black CEO, would you be there speaking about how you want to be a CEO that can at least try to um, bring in more black, not even black graduates, but more black um, executives? Can you even? And that's the part that scares me the most. That the current terrain for us is is there. If you do this so early in your career, you're going to risk being beyond being fired. I think being being fired is not worse than being unemployable, because HR is such a, an, an an intimate click. Human resources in South Africa is such an intimate click. If you leave this company, go to the next company, they call each other to try and understand what happened. Then they'll tell you, yeah, man, look, man, this guy was uh, was toxic for the environment. Because they can't say this guy kept on talking about it. He was there in a PC <laughs> uniform when I had work. So we can't have this so nigga at our company. But that's where I, I genuinely believe in, in, a, in, in, in a... We have to find a way to build a financial... You know, like the only thing I hate about black business, support black business, is that it's gotten to a point where we must support black business just for the sake of even if Mundomyam are selling me a bag for four thousand. But we need our own black um financial structures now. Our own. I think the state is this is where the state I think does us good. I think the state at this point in time should be able to have systems whereby if you're coming in as a black person from university, you can submit proof to say I support three families. Can the state subsidize my accommodation? I think we should be there, you know, where the state says, okay, we are going to build a new places of complexes. Because for me, when we talk about land distribution, I don't want you to give me land in the village, but take take land in Midland and build a complex for young black professionals. Let Precisely. us stay there. Precisely. You know, like, and, and, honestly speaking. Yeah, and I think something that I spoke about um, on when I was still uh, doing the introductory thing on the podcast to say that as black people, you pay the same tax as white people who have a structural cushion, right? So even when you have tax, there's no one who says to you, look, uh, part of the land reform is to say, Here's land. When the government has lots and lots of land. Here's land. Mm. We're not going to build anything for you niggas. But here's land. Mm. Build. Here's a hundred year lease. Build on favorable terms. And mm. we will collect tax revenue as the state uh, on that. But build. Like, I mean, I still have to apply for a bond. I uh, still have to do all these things, pay for a car, pay for medical aid, pay for all these things. On top of the fact that you're still supporting at home. So it always, for me, feels like we're running a parallel state, parallel state system, man. Like we're, we're subsidizing where the state can't, but it doesn't matter because it so happens that 
I don't know, there's a few black millionaires out there who show you that that thing is possible for you to do something. But for me, it feels like the developmental approach that the state keeps talking about. Um, now these people, there's nothing, there's nothing to that. Like, there's you know, honestly nothing. You're, for instance, the why, why should you pay interest on student loans? What Precisely, because my thinking why? is that for example the government needs a lot of nurses needs a lot of doctors needs a lot of lawyers needs a lot of social scientists who can diagnose and propose uh, policy frameworks and so forth and by the way you pay for them to be educated because i mean at at some point it was 70 of us were on nesfas so you then say but you are paying for these niggas to get educated. So besides the ordinary tax revenue, but these people can sort of uh, pay back the country in other ways. I mean, mm. if you look at if you look at banks, when a bank realizes it, it, it can't grow its profit margins by recruiting more and more customers, they simply offer more products to the same company. So I'm saying you have a, a limited tax bracket or tax or taxable people in South Africa. And these people are frustrated of saying that we are paying this tax, but we can't derive any revenue from it. And we're black, we are doing what the state can't. We're feeding our families. When you said that uh, 350 can't, uh, can't continue, we were the ones that were left to send money back at home. So why am I taxed in the same way as someone that does not have these problems and then on top of it you say to me they write stupid articles there their wealth firms and say that we don't save enough i i don't get it man i think yeah hey, time is more does but just maybe your final thoughts on that and then maybe we can wrap it up uh i think i think that's the first place they should start um the innovative tools that i think firstly the reserve bank must um, start looking into Number one, number two, tax. I genuinely think the tax, because, man, I, I I genuinely think that if 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 I had to pay tax, and I don't have to now still pay for medical aid, I don't now have to still worry about my my tires changing my tires every two years because there are potholes. I don't now have to still worry about the 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 student debt that I still have at my university. I don't now have to still worry about having a place to rent because I'm from Eastern Cape or KZN or Limbobo and I've got no land, you know. I think I think just just basic innovative tools that these guys should look into. Not not necessarily as a first I mean we have to be strategic at the end of the day. We can't from the onset slinging there's land with distribution, they're taking over um farms, they're giving them to those things are are, are definitely shock and compromise the political stability in the country and i think we are mature enough to know that beyond the rhetoric those things are not sustainable but they should use the tools that are there for them to try and do some because i mean let's let's be honest that as much as a black middle class does not exist the people who do work that do have jobs do so much to take care of the citizens that these politicians are supposed to represent. So if I'm playing, if I'm paying tax and I'm paying black tax, my 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 folks who will still vote for the ANC at least have something to eat. The ANC is not giving them something to eat, not giving them housing, it's not giving them toilets or water. But I'm there to bridge the gap, and I think that they need to honestly ask themselves how can they 
make that financial model better to say, okay, no, look, you'll pay the same amount of tax, but this will happen. Or we will reduce the interest rates that people who used NASFAS, um, for instance, or, and this is where I actually got upset with people making a joke about what Tokyo Sehwale was saying the other day. Tokyo Sehwale has no reason to lie to us about billions. I don't know why people are laughing at Tokyo Sehwale saying there was money in the Reserve Bank that could have been used for free education. Let's say it wasn't stolen, or let's say it wasn't everything that people are choosing to focus on, or it wasn't a scam, whatever the case may be. Why are we overlooking the truth that there is money in the Reserve Bank to fund for education? Why is no one disputing that? Why is no one speaking about the fact that, okay, Tokyo is saying the money was stolen, but how does the Reserve Bank work? How, how can a Reserve Bank help us in, in shaping our communities? How can a Reserve Bank help us? Okay, fine. How can SARS help us as well? I mean, and it's worse with SARS because SARS, even when you now do all these impossible things, you succeed as a black person, you have two properties, they just tax more. They just tax more. And for me, it's now a question of how the hell are we even going to own assets if now you're taking the money I earn and you take the rental money I get, you merge these into taxable income. This money of rent that I'm getting has nothing to do with my job, mate. You should tax me this on the bracket that it, it deserves, which should be 18% if it's making less than 100,000. And and those are the things that I think, because I mean, a lot of our people are living in Gamma Backroom. Let's just be honest. A lot of families are being fed by Gamma Backroom. And instead of demonizing Gamma Backroom, people should look at that and say, okay, as in, we can't, because also I'm, I'm, I'm realistic. We can't expect our government to change what was already a dysfunctional country and they inherited it. They were in debt, plus dysfunctional. And on top of that, the politics didn't allow for them to take the economic power. It's a, it's a problem for them, and I agree that they were not strategic. There's a lot of things that with age, though, and maturity, I've come to accept that, you know what? These guys did what they could in 94, in 95, in 96. But in 2021, the people there, and us as people who can still to an extent have some form of influence should say here are the solutions we think you should put forward let's leave they're always adopting where you say land of distribution for education let's say you guys are clear for education this is how we think you should do it you guys are clear on land of distribution we don't want land in farms we don't have the capital we want lands where at least moon at the very least i can open a car wash we want to be given land where people can say, okay, I'm, I can start a spaza because all I have is 5,000 to start a business, you know? Because for me, it's it's this is where now I, I really get confused by our government that I don't think the solutions are, are non-existent, man. I think that people just have to, to try some things. Like for instance, with the entrepreneurs, the way they find entrepreneurs, dude, if you're going to find entrepreneurs, give them money to build the business and to build their lifestyle. We know in South Africa that once you choose to become an entrepreneur, it's, a, it's such a thin rope to walk on. Now you're going to give me money and every two months I'm meeting people who work. These people work for the government. They're not entrepreneurs. How are they going to feed into my creative juices of building income, of building this business? And that's where for me, government is honestly disingenuous, man. Honestly yeah. speaking. Yeah. MK, uh, lovely to have you on the on the podcast. Before I this, go, man, congratulations, Doc. Uh, it's been ages since we've seen each other. I think the last place was probably Union at Fitz 
all the best man with the future and the pursuit of of what we were discussing you know just just reimagining blackness without white but without white boundaries um, yeah and i and hope we can just keep the conversation going yeah yeah i mean I've, I've, I'm, i'm more than thankful for this conversation i think i've got a new insight and i'm still going to like listen to the podcast again just from a quality perspective just to listen to the thoughts again and i think i know we've gone on and on and on and on and on <laughs> but i think this one was worth it and i'm more than thankful for you for joining and i promise to do this very again very very soon uh but mk man it's been a pleasure uh where can people find you man um the the, the honest truth is i'm mainly on twitter um don't even know what the handle is now change it so much for work <laughs> change it. so i can still at least express my views you know um i think it's at mido 13 or oh, at mido underscore 1396 um that's where i'm at these days um obviously the more intimate people that i know um there's whatsapp and the likes but um twitter man is where you honestly one can reach out to me and then we start something yo man what you trying to do we can chat yeah because um, yeah. i dog i mean i just think that we are becoming so disconnected with our being at an exponential rate and it's scary for me and the the, the one thing i appreciate about this podcast was it was more or less of a discussion to say are we ever going to feel like we are alive Yes, yeah, are we yeah. dead? You know, with, with Nguli, I was like, well, I think we're dead. And he was like, that's too extreme. But I'm but like, you know, death is the opposite Mona, of life. <laughs> has a bit of uh, optimism left in him, so I don't blame him. Yeah, he does, he does. But in all honesty, death is the opposite of life. And if yeah, you're not experiencing yeah. life, you yeah. might as well be a walking zombie. But Nguli, I really appreciate you having me on this, man. It's actually made me think about things that firstly i must say a lot of the ideas i put here is not shit that i've had but they were driven from the conversation you know yeah As but that's the point of other. ideas that's the point they <laughs> get know, refined with time they, and they, oh, they get better man. they work they don't work we change as people uh two years from now we can feel like uh maybe black people i think man like and maybe we're not so <laughs> just fond of but yeah man uh, guys, thank you so yeah. much for for indulging me and thank you so much for a very very fruitful engagement uh, now i have to go breastfeed my nigga uh this has been <laughs> real best, this has been another episode of Sigilela, and if you've listened to to the very end thank you very much i don't take any of it uh, i don't take any of my guests for granted i don't take uh, you guys who are listening for granted and uh, this has been real this has been uh one of uh, my greatest greatest honors uh thank you for listening if you're looking for me you can find me at at, at king bully uh you can find me on twitter well, instagram is mostly for like personal personal shit so uh maybe i don't post as much there but on twitter i'm i'm open for everybody uh so yeah let's keep the conversation alive if you have any thoughts about 
this particular episode you can add me dm me if you like and yeah man i'll try to bring more and more interesting people with interesting thoughts uh but this has been real it is a sunday today the 30th of may 2021 uh mk my guest yeah all i can say thank you very much i'm out of here man